Hello, Fight Insight fans, viewers, and listeners of the Filipino podcasting machine, Princey D. And with me, as always, the man formerly known as Tim Bowslice, Timmy B. Before we start, please take a moment to follow and subscribe to us on YouTube or wherever you get your pods and leave five-star reviews. If you'd like to support the show, check out MiddaySquares.com and use code FIGHTINSIGHT15 to save 15% on your first order. On today's episode, we see, speak to a bantamweight fighter on the verge of reaching the title discuss the world's weirdest ref, make our picks for Ngano versus Gone, and a whole lot more. Tim, hit it! Our guest today is the number eight ranked Bellator bantamweight in the world and just recently came off a stunning yet gentlemanly KO victory at Bellator 272 in December, securing his spot as the first alternate for the Bantamweight Grand Prix that takes place this year. Prior to Bellator, he's competed for World Series of Fighting and several other organizations, appeared on Season 18 of Tough, and is also currently a color commentator for BTC Fight Promotions. But that's not all. Residing and born just south of us in Hamilton, Ontario, he also owns and operates Vision Quest MMA in Binbrook, Ontario. Ladies and gentlemen, he's a fighter, a color commentator, a gym owner, a husband, and a father. Please welcome to the podcast, Josh, the gentleman here. <laughs> Is that Bruce Buffer over there? Uh, <laughs> a much Josh, hairier. What do you want for Christmas, big guy? What do I want for Christmas? I'll send you a list, buddy. I want uh, to be Canada 2018 again. Uh, that is impossible, Josh. Please pick <laughs> anything else. We can give yeah, you anything else. Yeah, yeah right. Could a Corvette could have been a brand new fridge, but it's 2018 no. Canada. Oh, my God. At wanted. least 20, 2019 Canada would have been nice, too. Like, 2019 was good. It was yeah, an really, amazing really. year. We won the championship, Toronto Raptors. Come on. Wait, 2018, I wanted to start this off. Josh, I feel like we should be saying happy third anniversary. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, a couple days ago. Yeah. Ah, very nice. Congratulations, man. Thanks, man. Thank you. And you are and you are right now, you are in Florida. You have avoided all our snow. So congratulations at doing that. And uh, you're having a good time out in Florida? Loving it, man. Um, I don't want to come back, man. <laughs> as bad as it is, you know, as bad as it sounds. Um, yeah, we've been. I came out here thirty first. We came out. Uh, we left, um, and yeah, we've been out here ever since. And it's like my wife's working online, um, so nice, it works. Nice. And uh, my stepson's he's online for school right now, um, and then my daughter's only three, so we're able to do it uh, for a little bit and just avoid. Avoid the weather, avoid all the, the bullshit back home, and, and just, um, and yeah, man, just have a vacation out of it, too. Yeah, no, it looks beautiful. And uh, we were speaking just before we started airing, but you're training out at MMA Masters now. Is that your first time training with them, or have you done that before? First time. Yeah, I've never been out here. I've been to Florida years and years ago, but I've never trained out here. Um, but, yeah, I've been going there mostly, and they've been they've been awesome, man. Great gym. The coaches are awesome. Uh, nice. My training partners. I also checked out um, American Combat Gym as well. Okay. Um, my buddy Matt Waggy, he's um, from Team Alpha Male. He's uh, one of the coaches there, so he told me to come out. Um, so I've been going just to those two gyms, and uh, it's been it's been awesome. And like, there's so many gyms out here; it's crazy. They're all like, there's ATT, there's Sanford, there's Combat, there's MMA Masters, and a few more. But um, and they're all very close to each other, which is crazy. But <laughs> the fight hub. No. 
Yeah, no, that's amazing, man. I mean, it's beautiful when you can get all that uh, inter-gym training, right? And just meet yeah. new people and get experiences with different people. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Josh, are they, are they any way territorial? Like if you cross like like one road, you can't, you know, you're considered on their territory or is there anything like that? Uh, I think there is some of that. Um, there's a lot of politics for sure. Like just there's been a lot of like this guy was here, but then he went here and started this one and then he went there and started this one and, and there's a follow it here and that, you know? Um, so I think there's a lot of gym politics as just like a visitor. I kind of, I'm just like flying in here. I'm not setting up shop. So I think I can kind of like try new things out and be, be okay. But I think there are some spots where, you know, if you go there, then you shouldn't go there. I, you know, I, I can feel that. Yeah. Gosh, I was, I, I was actually kidding, man. I, I wasn't expecting that answer. <laughs> yeah. you, I thought you were going to say, oh, there's nothing like that down here. Everyone's cool with each other. I, I think like with, as far as like the training partners, I think everybody's cool with each other for the most part. I think it's just more like the management owners. I think, you know, that's why you see so many gyms pop up because people have yeah, you know, split off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it benefits the fighters because there's way more options, which is awesome. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, Josh, we do have to say, you know, you came, you're coming off a crazy knockout. It was one of the funniest knockouts in terms of when they showed the replay. Yeah. I, you must have watched it, but when the commentator, because you knock him out, you go over top, you refrain from hitting him again, and the commentator goes, and that's why they call him the gentleman. <laughs> so, yeah. Big John, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome, man. That was pretty funny. Um, you know, huge opportunity on a, on a grand stage right end of the year uh performance how has the reaction been from fans and really more importantly how has the reaction been from bellator are like super happy like what's going on yeah i think so um yeah it was that was my last fight in my contract um that was oh. my fourth fight and you know i I'm obviously you know going into it, i was coming off a loss to stats um so i wanted to never want to lose two in a row and um and yeah, so it was a huge fight for me. Just uh, the last one of the year, last one of my contract, coming off a loss. Um, and then I found out when I was down there that they're doing the Grand Prix. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was actually having dinner with Stotts, and he told me. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and so I was kind of I was pissed because they said it was eight man, and I was hoping to be a sixteen. Um, and 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 for Gucci hadn't come back, then I would have been in there because I was number seven. That's yeah this yeah. is the thing i was pissed at <laughs> yeah and he like bumped me out of my my rank there and actually i come i was number seven and then i won and then i got dropped yeah. in by one <laughs> and then here's the kicker josh because i saw you talking about this in a post interview like saying how you had heard about it the day before yeah so but i mean the kicker is so they already set this up it's like what if horiguchi got in there and got whooped like, what if he got went in there, did a horrible performance? They were still going to announce it and go, yeah, he's in and Josh is out. And then you'd like TKO of the decade. You know what I mean? It's I guess pretty, just because he's he was the champ. Because of who he is. Never lost the belt, technically. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I get it, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see, dude. I, I'm, I'm, I, I obviously I want to be in it, right? Um, that of would course. Be, and I think I like deserve to be. Um, but it, it is like a, you look at all eight guys. Um, you know, it's good. It's, it's a tough tournament, man. Like it's it's a, Yeah, it is. I mean, this is one of the rare cases where it's truly the top. Like they've just gone straight down the ladder, right? Yeah. And picked the top. Now you are right out of there. I think, I don't know about history, but in the past several, several Grand Prix, the alternate is always required, right? So yeah. my question to you is, who do you want, if you had the opportunity to pick, 
who would you want first? Would you want Sergio Pettis just win that title and then carry it through the tournament? Or would you want to, like, is there anyone that you specifically would want to fight? I mean, yeah, if, you had the, if I had the opportunity just to get right in there and have a crack, like, why not go for the gold, right? Yeah, yeah. So we have the chance to fight for the title inside the tournament. Um, yeah, 100%. That would be my first choice. Nice. Um, yeah, sec- I guess second, like, I think everybody in the tournament's probably gunning for this fight first. Uh, would probably be Gallagher. Um, okay. You know, I I just feel. I mean, he's he's not bad, but I just can, compared to some of the other people in that. I like. I don't think he should be in there over me, hundred um, percent. You know, as far as skill set, as far as record, he has a big yeah. following because of where he's from and, and who he trains with. And yeah. I'm not taking credit. The guy's gotten better, and he's still super young, and he'll do good things. But um, you know put put our records together and who we fought um and who have beat you know i definitely deserve to be there and over him but you know i mean maybe instead of going to florida you might have gone overseas to ireland develop a little bit of an accent get <laughs> get dual citizenship and then you know start the start the drama right but hey, josh, I, I, josh i just want to actually want to just go back to that knockout can you say can you safely say that was your peak performance almost like your flow state um it's up there for sure um i've had some other fights where i've felt like the first the first i'd say three minutes of that fight i I, it took a little bit to get comfortable Uh, but i knew that going into it because of his style because he's so like herky-jerky and like that karate you know in and out jumping movement so it was going to be annoying um so i but so i like told myself that and, and i figured second third round that's where i could start to really open up um and uh and i I was actually gonna look maybe for another takedown in the second because once i did get him down he wasn't really doing much other than just trying to hold on but i'm glad i didn't now (laughs) you know what i mean yeah yeah. um but yeah we worked that timing uh of him jumping in and out and and just kind of trying to catch him i mean my best punch is my overhand right you know um i've had most of all my knockouts are from that punch um so you know if i could just land it get the timing down i I can definitely knock him up and it just it, it was one of those fights where it works exactly how I planned, you know, and they usually, you know, you, you always hope for that, but it never really happens all the time. But that was, that was one that, that worked, man. Yeah. No, was- you, for anyone who doesn't know that, well, uh, Josh is, uh, again, a performance, a performance coach. And that was actually a part of uh, the terminology. I caught it on, on your Instagram. I was like, man, this is so cool getting into that. When you were talking about peak performance, flow state, having fun, finding the sweet spot, and you know just just going in there and enjoying yourself and you did all that that's why i was like holy crap he he reached it he level four super saiyan <laughs> yeah man it's it's helped i mean obviously i've been i've been studying that stuff for a few years now and and developing that and getting better but but helping other people it's like coaching in jiu-jitsu or any sport yeah if you go back to coach people it kind of brings out a lot of things that you kind of just bypass and just do mm-hmm. or forget about um, so I think coaching other people has also helped me uh, in, in that area too. And yeah, once I was in there, I was like, you know, just happy to be in there and, and you know, being loose and, and just, uh, yeah, that's when you perform at your best. Right. So it, it was, it was one of those nights, man. That's awesome, man. And Prince, I do want to acknowledge your wonderful uh, research. I, Josh, he was, re- he was really proud of that research that he's done. Oh man. That's, he really that's wanted good, to highlight man. that. Good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Cerebral guys, Cerebral champion shout out to you guys. That's amazing. <laughs> Josh, I, I do want to get to your training and like, so now you've moved, uh, you know, move slash vacationing in Florida to, to train, right? Yep. Outside of your normal gym here in Ontario, Canada, 
I do want to show a letter, and I know you've seen this too, but this is what our former guest of the podcast, Malcolm Gordon, Malcolm Gordon, UFC flyweight, he posted. And uh, I'm just going to yeah. read this a little bit, man. Dear Mr. Gordon, the government of Ontario is doing everything possible to blunt the transmission of COVID-19 and Omicron, blah, blah. These measures include closing indoor sport and recreational fitness facilities, including gyms, except for athletes training for the Olympics and Paralympics, select professional and amateur sports leagues or events. Training for professional mixed martial arts events is not currently among those exemptions. Blah, blah, blah. We'll continue to work. Uh, best regards, Sport Recreation and Recognition Division, Ministry of Heritage, Sport, Tourism, and Culture Industries. Josh, did you receive this letter? So I don't think so. I haven't been at home to check my mail, um, but I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I haven't. Um, okay. But yeah, I've seen that circulating with a few people. Um, and I, and okay. I, yeah, I reposted it. But man, it, it just goes to show you how bullshit this whole thing is, man. Like, So at hockey's cool, you know, football is fine. Any other amateur sports are fine. Some amateur sport. What amateur sport? takes precedent over a professional mixed martial artist yeah. at the highest level like yourself and Malcolm Gordon. Exactly, man. Like, like what? You tell me, you know what I mean? Like, this is something that we're doing to make a living. Like, it'd be the same as me going and being a, you know, factory worker, whatever. You know what I mean? It just, so you're just putting limits on people based on what you like and don't like, basically. You know, it's either all or nothing. You can't right. Pick. It Right. That definitely seems like it's like, eh, we don't really care about MMA. So yeah. it doesn't matter that that's a professional athlete. No. We'll let yeah. amateur crossbow hunting happen. Yeah. But you yeah. know what I mean? But like what? I mean, so do you know, I mean, obviously you're a huge Canadian athlete. Do you know other Canadian athletes that are being detrimentally impacted by this? Or like what, like what's your sense of people you train with in Canada? Oh, I mean, this is this has had a huge effect on on people. I've been fortunate uh, due to where I'm at in my career. Um, you know, I'm you know at the I've been around a long time now. So, and and I'm fighting in a in the big league, like a major organization. Whereas some of these other guys that are just starting out their careers or kind of that mid tier, um, right? They're, they're having trouble getting fights, right? Because in Canada, there's only been a limited amount of shows um, for mm -hmm. a long time. There wasn't anything. A lot of the American shows don't want to fly them down or there's border issues and things like that. Travel issues got to be vaxxed and all this bullshit. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been huge and they're probably losing lost two years of their career. Um, right. So, yeah, it's been detrimental. And then the gyms as well. Like, you know, I don't know how many um, of my friends and colleagues have lost gyms throughout this whole thing. Um, we've been fortunate enough to, to stick around just because we got a really good landlord that works with us, but a lot haven't. Oh. So yeah, this has had a huge ripple effect. I bet you a lot of, you know, I bet you there's some athletes that were training, you know, wanted to be fighters and they're putting the time in and then due to all this shit, they just, they stopped doing it, you know? So there's careers that potential careers that are now done. Um, and that goes for all sports, not just ours, but of course, uh, yeah, it's, it's had a huge ripple effect and, and, and people that are running this, country um either they don't they don't seem to care um or they just don't look at this kind of stuff um but yeah it, it's it's something i always i've been advocating for for the last what are we at now two years into it so a year and a half um but yeah it just it's 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 crazy you had put some stuff on your instagram i remember at one point and i think it was through aegis mma which 
that's not your gym, but you train there out of Aegis? Yeah, that's 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 one of my home gym. That's uh, Linda okay. and Lucas, my yeah, longtime coach and then part, uh, buddy forever. So yeah, he Lennon's all he's always posting stuff on there. He's, 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 <laughs> yeah, and if you don't follow Josh the Gentleman Hill, you have to follow him. We'll have your um, handle and stuff like that in the show notes. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it going across the screen now. But follow at Gentleman J Hill. Um, but Josh, I remember at one point you put on your Instagram something like, "Hey." everything is closed down again for the umpteenth time here in Canada. You know, if you're having issues or whatever, reach out. What would you be recommending to athletes um, or people going through hard times that are, you know, thinking about like their career or their mental health, stuff like that? Like what is a uh, words of wisdom or recommendations you can make for people? Uh, it's, a it's tough, man. Um, that's why it's so important to have that gym. Don't comply. That's my message, man you know, enough's enough. That, that's one of the main reasons also why we came out here, to be honest, me and my wife, it was like, I don't, what, what am I doing? Sit, I'm going to sit in January, the most depressing year or month of the year uh, yeah. for most people in a snowstorm, like you guys are experiencing right now. The worst Damn you, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, minus 20 degrees uh, yeah. with everything closed down and with my gyms not being able to run, you know, it's supposed to be anyway, like, why be there? You know, I mean, that's so that was one of the main reasons. I mean, we're fortunate not everybody can just pack up and go. I know that, but um, but yeah, that that was it's you know, not, it was a vacation and training on here, but it's also for our mental health as well. Um, right. just because we don't want to deal with that shit. And for my kids, man, like I don't want them, you know, they're, they're gonna think this is normal, like everything closed and mass and have you know, segregation and it's just it's uh, it's not good. So, um, that's why you know, like Agus is doing, you know, they're. They said, reach out if you're having, you know, mental issues. And because training for a lot of people, people don't realize it. It's not just physical, it's mental. Yeah. Um, that's your therapy, right? Um, and and I, I'm the same. Like when I don't train, I can take like a week off at most. And then after that, I'm like, I can start getting angry and miserable and, and depressed a bit. Like I, I need to train. I need to physically move and do stuff. So uh, I totally get it. And, and that's why that's why people should just you know stay open man enough of this shit like we need them so that's that's my suggestion yeah it's tough man it's tough you know i think a lot of gyms wanted to stay open wanted to you would see things online right and where gyms would be like we won't comply but then when it came down to it they kind of had to because i think they are really rolling the dice right they don't know what's going to happen to their business and it's their family and everything too so i think a lot of people are kind of scared over like well what is the penalty going to be and, and what will happen to me or my family or my business? Right. But and what will if, happen if, if, you, if you continue to, right? And you stay locked down, you stay closed. And how many these businesses are hanging on by thread as it is, if they continue yeah. to lock down, they're going to be, you're going to be gone regardless. You might as well try at least, you know what I mean? Um, but I do get it. I, I, I understand people, they have families to look out for, right? So they can't just, it's not just them. Um, so I, I get that it's tough, but they shouldn't be put in that position in the first place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Josh, let's talk about something positive. What are you doing down in Florida? What's, what's cool down there, man? Like, what, what are you doing down there? Like, let's talk about something nice, something fun. Bro. You know what my days consist of out here? It's pretty much two things that train and then we go to the beach. Ooh, <laughs> like, I'm done. Yeah, right. I know it's, it's a perfect life, you know, yeah. train beach. We just came, we were at the beach earlier today. We came back and we're going to go train tonight. Um, and, uh, that's basically what we're doing, but we've been going to like, like some taking the kids to like some, like, these, I don't know, nature reserve things. And you walk through, it's pretty cool. And they like that. And 
going for dinners by the the water and stuff. Just you know, r- relaxing, enjoying it, and um, just enjoying the weather, man. <laughs> Josh, are, you, are, you, are you wearing uh, those things? It's uh, they're, they're like half pants. They, they're called they're called shorts. Are you are you wearing shorts? <laughs> Every day, man. Every day. It's ridiculous. It's Flip ridiculous. Shorts, boom. Perfect. Yeah. Nice. I know, Josh. When I was down uh, in Los Angeles just for a vacation, my wife and I we went to check out uh, King's MMA. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, King's MMA, you know, legendary gym, but they are right next to the beach at Huntington Beach. Like oh. you could literally walk out to this gorgeous beach and we're sitting there like, why do we live here? What are we doing? Like we could be <laughs> living here, right? Like, I mean, it's a different life, but uh, I'm glad that you're having a good time. I'm glad that you're uh, getting out there and getting some training. Do you know when the Grand Prix is supposed to start? So not officially, but I'm hearing some rumblings that it's actually going to be in April. Okay. Now... I know we just met, but I feel like we're best of friends. So I'm going to give you some advice and I need you to listen. Do not take a fight. That's not the Grand Prix. I heard you say this in an interview. I'm like, are you crazy? You can't take a, like, you got to like hold out. No. As the first alternate, you can't lose that spot. That happened to uh, B. Nui, uh, no, Ritu Fogat in the 1FC Grand Prix. Like she lost and then they're like, oh, maybe you've lost your spot. It was a whole drama thing. I don't want that to happen to you. I get it. I get, it, but I, but also I need to fight, man. I need to fight for. I know. I know. I can send Prince. Active. I can send Prince down to. Florida. Yeah, listen, I, listen. I can I can feel Josh's vibe. He's like, there. I'm, I'm I'm bored. I want to make money. money. You guys right? want to throw me some dough? I'll, I'll hang out in the shop. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we just what? talked to the guy from Street Beefs. I could set you up with a Street Beefs fight against Prince. We could get someone to sponsor it. I don't know, man. Josh, I'm in Scarborough. You're in Florida. Who's making money over here? Like who's living La Vida Loca? <laughs> like I can get you a patty and a ting in like two seconds if you want. Like, man, you're probably sucking on salmon and like great coupon or something over there. How's the food down there, man? <laughs> I, I hear you, but I, I here's, here's what I wanted to do. Uh, um, I mean, this is what I hope they do anyways. I, obviously, I want to be in the Grand Prix. And if somebody gets injured or some something happens, something pulls out, I, I want in there. That would be ideal. That would be my first choice. Um, but if not, um, put me on the card of the Grand Prix right. for somebody else. And then at least I – because I also – they talk to me as an alternate, like to fly me down there and just weigh in as an alternate, which I would do and then pay you, you know, your, your money, which is fine. But that means you got to do a whole training camp and um, and then go there basically hoping to fight but you're not really knowing and then right. you don't know who you're fighting it could be anybody so it could be you know more wrestling grappling striking um yeah so i mean i would do it but ideally i'd rather go and have a fight there and then if something happened they can scratch my fight and pull me and put yeah. me in yeah um so we'll see i called out kaz bell um because yeah. he's the only top 10 guy that's available um that doesn't have a fight lined up there's uh caldwell's fighting um Lugo is fighting and then uh, me in the tournament. Right. Um, so, and, and so, and then, so Kaz is there. So that's a fight that I want. Hopefully they put us two together on the Grand Prix. That'd be ideal. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good plan. I know again, in researching like some of your interviews and stuff, you seem to be a guy that likes the game plan that likes to like know their opponent too. So at least you'd have some game plan directed towards one opponent. And then if it had to switch at least, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, I, I mean, I think everybody wants to would rather know who they're fighting than not, right? It's just, yeah. um, but if I get it, if it happens in the switch, I'm, I'm not going to say no to it. Obviously, I'll take whoever. Of um, course. But um, yeah, ideally, if you can see the person you're fighting, whether 
a short southpaw or a tall orthodox or more, you know, just things like that. You can sort of game plan around a little bit. All right, Josh, uh, we won't take up too much of your time. We did get some fan questions. A lot of them were just about like, you know, how do you love to beat up opponents and stuff like that? But one question I do want to ask you, I think I know the answer to this. This is uh, actually my wife asked it. She, legit question. Aaron's S2 uh, asked, how did you get the name The Gentleman? So the name The Gentleman um, is actually my great uncle. Uh, my grandpa's brother it was a professional wrestler. Uh, wrestled back in the WWE way back. Actually, like before back it was WWE, right? WWF. It was actually no, WWF. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Back in the seventies, I believe it was early seventies. Um, but yeah, he was a gentleman, Jerry Valiant, and he was part of the Valiant brothers. Um, and at one point they were the tag team champs. Um, there you she go. Right there. Yeah. That's him right wow. there. Right? <laughs> that's old school, old school. And that's with, uh, Captain Lou Albano, man. Yeah, like, Captain Lou. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I should have had that on the screen, but I didn't have it pegged and ready to go but yeah no so i saw this so like did you know this is your great uncle so i mean my great uncle yeah he, i only met him about two three times uh because okay. he lived in indianapolis nice um so yeah he would come down and, and you know that's my my grandpa was very close to me. That was his brother um yeah so it was just one something came up one day i think it was my uncle or my dad just said you know we should go as gentleman josh hill kind of like your your great uncle did with the wrestling i mean he had many different names and gimmicks but that was probably his most famous one uh where you know it was probably at the highest peak when they was with the valiant brothers there so yeah that's what we're going with that that's cool man that's such a cool homage right to like your family and it's got yeah. like a cool backstory i don't know i've never heard them say that on bellator um have well ever uh, moro moro ronaldo who okay, you know well, who's a big wrestling guy yeah and, like I, every time I was, he's actually called my very first fight so i've known moro forever Nice. And uh, when he found out that that was my uncle, he was like, oh, my God. He goes, I remember seeing him in, in BC when I was at a show. He was like eight years old and he was uh, Guy Mitchell and he had a mask on and they unmasked him. And he was like, so he had like a childhood memories of of my great uncle. So he was like, he always talks about it at some point. Like before the last fight at the Wayans, he came up and he was like, he starts talking to me about it. Yeah, so we, always, we always shoot the shit about it. He loves it. That's awesome, man. That's a cool thing. Um, you know, I really do hope that uh, you get into that tournament and you get Pettis first. That's, I mean, because yeah, that's going to imagine the the feeling, right, to get that title shot right off the bat. Like I said, you win the title, you go on for a couple more rounds. By the end of 2022, you may be the Bellator Bantamweight champion with two title defenses under your belt. Yeah. Like how, <laughs> how crazy will your life change, you know? Um it's just going to be incredible for you, man. And uh, we, we can't wait to see it. We can't wait to watch what happens before we let you go. Is there anything that you wanted to say? Anybody that you wanted to shout out anything like that? Um, not really, man. Just uh shout out to everybody that's hanging on through all this shit back home and hopefully things turn around for us. Um, I mean, I'll be back home soon enough. Uh, not looking forward to that coming back to that weather and, and what, but, uh, cerebral champion. That's, that's we talked about it off air a little bit. That's my uh, my mental coaching um, business that I started doing, and um, that's kind of what I I'm doing it now, just part time, just a little bit, just to, and then that's something I want to do full time once I'm done fighting myself and kind of you know be my new gig. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it, man. Nice. And what about the commentary? I can't let you go without asking about All that. Right. I mean, you you do a good job with that. 
and I, and I really like it. And you know, the images of you while you're doing that all dressed up in your suit and stuff, and you are the gentleman. So it fits. <laughs> is that something you want to do uh, moving forward? Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, for sure. I love it. I love doing it. Yeah. I've done the BTC shows. Me and Jason have been doing it for, I don't know what show we're on now, eight or nine we've done. Um, so okay. yeah, it's something I, I, I do enjoy it. Um, kind of like get better at it every time I do it, I uh, get more comfortable with it. And, uh, yeah, it's something I'd like to do as well. Um, more, more full-time once I'm done fighting. Nice. Nice. Well, don't stop anytime soon, man. You're putting on freaking amazing performances. You're in Bellator at the height of the career, man. This is it. By the end of next year, we will have you back on the podcast, Josh. And, uh, we want you to be the very first ever champion that we have on the podcast. We're on episode 49. Yep. We want to see a belt. We want to see a belt. All right, Josh. Prince, That's is there anything plan. that you want? Yeah, Prince, is there anything that you want to say before we let him go? Josh, listen, have fun down there. We're gonna live through you. Um, if you, uh, you probably, uh, knowing you, you probably just pack one pair of shorts. So unless you want me to like send this one right over, I'm, I'm not using. <laughs> oh, Canadian shorts. Yeah, that will. Canadian shorts will prevent you from getting, uh, you know, attacked for you know crossing those territorial lines. So that's good. Right? Yeah, you just the uh, neutral ground. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, easy, uh, Josh. <laughs> Definitely, man, you know, good luck with everything down at MMA Masters. Do say hello to our former guest on the podcast and friend of the podcast, Elise Anderson, if you see her. And uh, if you see Colby, tell him to answer our DMs for God's sake. All right. Like, <laughs> all right what's I'll wrong put, with this guy? I'll tell put the him. word in. <laughs> Thank you. Josh, all the best, man. You're our true gentleman. We're so happy to have you, man. We're going to follow your career. Everybody follow Josh Gentleman Hill. Buddy, Thanks, have a good one. Thank you so much for coming. Appreciate Take it. Us. Thanks for having Take me. Bye bye. All right, man. What a cool opportunity to speak to a Canadian athlete. You who's, know, in who's, in who's in Florida? Yeah, son of a gun. <laughs> Prince, go over to his house and shovel his goddamn driveway. Like, That's he's going to come back to like 20 feet of snow. We're, and, we're and you know what? And I'll send that letter that he, that go, the, the Mr. Gordon letter back to him. He put, because he's probably. <laughs> I'll forward it to him. Yeah, that forward. had to have been, that had to have been digital though. I can't believe that Malcolm would have like typed that out, right? But that's crazy. Guys, if you haven't seen that, like, and you're listening on, on Spotify or whatnot, you know, check it out on our Instagram. Check it out on Malcolm Gordon's. I think Josh put that out too. Check that stuff out, man, because that is, I read it a few times and I didn't catch, oh, some amateur sports can continue to train. Like, what the crap? You're going to let amateur sports train and you're not going to let people at the highest peak of mixed martial arts, like, oof. I, I, I am not a fan of that, man. That is, you know, it's just that there's no reasoning behind it, right? Like, yeah. if you want to say, hey, continue to train, but here's these strict rules. But, you know, to, to prevent our Canadian athletes from making a living, uh, aside from everything else, right? But yeah, just yes, that, yeah. that was, I'm glad that he was able to speak on that because uh, that was pretty interesting, man. All right. Prince, we have stuff to talk about, my friend. Yep, we do. The first thing we want to talk about is, oh, well, definitely. We got to talk about our next guest. We always like to say, yeah. if you're here because of Josh the Gentleman Hill, welcome. Thank you for coming. Please subscribe, follow us. Um, subscribe on YouTube for sure, but follow us on Instagram. Next week's guest, we have a new young fighter. She is uh, half Filipino, which means Prince loves her for sure. Uh, and is a 100% supporting. Um, she, her name is Tyler Schaefer. She 
competes for Combate Global, and she's going to be, uh, she just signed a multi-fight deal. So we're getting to know her now so that as we see her progress through the ranks, we will uh, say, hey, we know that girl. Yep, and okay. she's probably my cousin. She's probably my cousin. At, at some point, yes. Yeah, yeah some definitely. Point. We'll just, you know, figure it out. <laughs> Prince, I do want to say thank you, of course, to our sponsor, Midday Squares. I'm actually eating my Almond Crunch one now. So, guys, as we always tell you, and we posted on our Instagram today, middaysquares.com. Use code FIGHTINSIGHT15 to save 15% on your first order. Thank you so much. I just got another order from them, actually, Prince. So, I feel like I'm going to be healthy, and uh, this will be good for me. Yep. I'm just waiting for mine to come through. Hopefully no one's right. it up. Prince, we are going to talk about the weirdest ref in MMA. Okay. That's what I'm labeling this guy. I apologize. But I'm going to show a picture of him here. First, we're going to deal with this problem. Now, Prince, what is the problem here that I am looking at? And, and again, for those on Instagram, Prince will call this out. He's It's yeah, the ref, so Olivier Cost. Mm-hmm. So the problem here is he's wearing a mask. Yeah. He's in one FC, Olivier Cost. Other referees do as well, but this guy for sure, he's their main ref. He wears the mask all the time. Yeah. In this scene, he has uh, got Barbie versus Supergirl, which occurred yep. last week. Great Muay Thai fight. Oh, yeah. They're coming at the beginning where, you know, he says, all right, you know, keep it clean, blah, 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 right? And then he goes, and he's mumbling through this mask. Mm -hmm. Barbie, I don't know, speaks English. Supergirl, I'm almost positive, doesn't speak English. Like, not fluently. Yep. So let alone they have difficulty understanding English, which is a big thing in 1FC. I always feel, I always wonder how the referees really communicate. Then he's muffling through the mask, and he goes, all right, touch gloves if you want to. And the girls are standing there like this. And he goes, touch gloves if you want to. And then they're like, and then he like gives the signal and they're like, oh, and then they give the, I don't think they can really hear him. And then through the whole match, I'm like, wait a second. These girls don't have English as a first language. Mm -hmm. And he's speaking through this mask. Do you not have like uh, parameters or like guidelines around like whether this ref should be wearing a mask? You wonder if like the athletic commission is cool with him wearing a mask because it's like, well, you can't freely communicate. Mm -hmm. I. What do you think about this, Prince? Yeah, well, you know, okay. I mean, the obvious reason reason why he's probably wearing the mask is again safety issues. I mean, health and safety. Just, I mean, you've got two fighters giving it at. They're, you know, there's spit, there's blood. It's all over the place. Um, that's probably the reason why he's wearing it. And um, I understand where you come from. I mean, it definitely. I mean, a lot of one FC fighters don't have English as their first language, so it's it's hard to communicate. And, uh, and sorry, and so it, it wouldn't even be the fact about English as a as a second language or or maybe no language but it's also even just his ability to like make like a a scared face mm. you know like show a concerned look or something like show emotion no, yeah there's right all right okay okay go ahead yeah. well i mean again i i mean to 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 rebuttal what you know what you're trying to say i mean and it's you know they probably they have options to to not wear the mask or wear the mask right i mean some refs you know, don't wear it. It seems like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess me, we don't know. Maybe he, there's comorbidities, medical issues on his end. That's the reason why he's wearing the mask. We, we, we don't have, but for, fight, but for, but for fighter safety, for fighter safety and for his ability to do his job, 
I'm saying, I'm, I'm putting it out there that I feel like wearing the mask is a detriment to him being able to do his job. Mm, okay. Go ahead, message us, you know, put stuff in the comments. Let us know what you feel about that. We did post this on our Instagram. Didn't get too much. Some people were just like, ah, what a bunch of baloney. Right. Amazing. But maybe now hearing what we're saying, maybe you have some sort of opinion. Maybe you agree that, hey, it's okay. Let him do what he wants. Or maybe you agree with me in saying, I feel it's detrimental to his job. It was funny that the two girls didn't understand he was saying touch gloves. So I don't know if that was, an, that was a cause. But then even throughout the fight, I'm like, I don't know that he's able to communicate. What about if he has to communicate outside the cage and he has to like talk to the, to the um, mm -hmm. judges or to another ref or, you know, you know how sometimes they'll do that, yeah. right? And they'll go, oh, yeah. that's a point. Oh, this is whatever. Can those people hear him clearly muffled by the mask? Like, is that not a problem? I mean, I didn't see that happen. I don't know. Maybe he'd pull his mask down and say it, but again, I just, it's, it's curious to me that that's happening. And, it, and it's like, well, I get it, even if that is his choice, because some mm -hmm. don't have the mask and some do. I wonder if like, one FC is like worried, like, mm, wait a second, man, are you able to do your job 100%? And they must be very careful. One FC still doesn't have a big crowd. Yeah, you know, the fighters all seem very uh, respectful and, and, and whatever. So you think they have parameters around this. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. Mind you, uh, UFC just released, or this guy has tweeted, I'm just showing this from Nolan King. I don't know who that is. I apologize. MMA underscore Kings on Twitter, I think. He's saying that sources are saying that uh, UFC COVID-19 protocols have changed. Fully vaccinated athletes and corners will not require testing or quarantining during 270 fight week outside of a pre-departure test. So... That means if you're vaccinated, right? Yeah. And they're saying for unvaccinated, it doesn't matter. But so if you're vaccinated, whatever that means, you and your corner only have to test before you get to the location, which could be weeks before, right? Like in some cases. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some people. And, yeah. Then, and then never again. So the whole time you're going to like restaurants and like we, we watch UFC embedded. Mm hmm. Seems weird, no? Yeah, I don't know about that one. Um, because, and then I wonder, is this because UFC is fed up of canceling fights? Like, are they like, crap, man, I can't keep having fights bail out because people are getting COVID. Let's just not test them. Timmy, like, I think Timmy, I think you might be onto something here. I if and if anyone so shows up to our house with the hoodie mask on and black gloves, yeah. I'm blaming you. But well, I, it's not a bad. It's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's funny that that protocol seems to have changed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And well, I yeah, there's a reason. I mean, you, I, you know, yeah, you're right. I mean, tons of fights have been canceled just because of COVID. You know, even Bam's fight got canceled. Something, right? Know, all that, right? So, I mean, yeah, yeah you probably it's a it could be a profit thing too, right? I mean, you don't want and plus these people putting in their time to train to go over there to do all yeah. this last minute it's it's the worst right so yeah now i do want to say you know um we we said that this is one of the weirdest refs in mma but it's not just his choice to wear a mask or his you know thing but i do want to show this video and again check this out Okay, so Timmy, I did. I, I tried doing some research to figure out what he was trying to say. Yeah. Now, cost is from France, so I thought it might have been a French word 
So no, so I couldn't find anything that resembles the word, or maybe he was saying something in slang. Nothing. <laughs> okay. To those listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, thank you. It's a video of this ref, Olivier Cost, in 1FC at Heavy Hitters, the, the event that went down last week. He's doing it here in this Muay Thai fight, but he does it throughout the night in MMA fights or whatever. He'll like, the second there's like a pause or something, he goes, Tim, just leave that on loop. We'll get more views if I just play that than, than our podcast. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, so that's something following in Prince's background. So the, the second there's like a pause in the fight, he does this. He goes, chop. It got to the point in some fights where the fighters were kind of like, the second there was a pause, they would like almost look at the ref and wait for him to do that, almost as if they need his permission to keep engaging. And if you really pay attention to our video, you'll see at one point, one of the girls is like almost in the middle of throwing a punch while he's saying it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't... Yeah, you can see the girl throwing a teep kick and she's almost started it while he's saying chop. Supergirl yep. is kind of almost like, is she paying attention to the fighter? Is she paying attention to him saying chop? And then she gets teeped. I, what the, the hell is this? Can someone stop this? Okay, so so Tim, this is you know what I I've I've made my hypothesis. This is what I think this, this is all. He uh, so he's trying to show you what the actual word means. The word chop. Half these people, half the fighters that walk in there don't speak English. So he's demonstrating a chop, chopping motions. They're like, hey, look, this is hey, you guys are gonna learn uh, a new English word. It's called chop. Maybe every event he'll change it, right? Orange, orange. Orange, and they'll show like an orange, like you know. And we'll have it on a loop. We'll play it. Up. I never, I am never deleting this video off our, uh, <laughs> off our program here. I'm gonna play this all the time. I, I, Prince, how is this? Okay, I, I really want you to get Olivier Cost on this podcast okay that's possible i guarantee the guy speaks english yeah. i've seen it yep. get him on our podcast prince i need okay. to confront him on this and ask him about this just, and i want to ask him about the mask and i want to ask him about the mask i'm not mad at the guy i'm i'm okay i just want to know like what's the rules on that has he faced any problem because like ufc none of the refs wear a mask and everybody's got their own personal things with covid so like to think that oh it's just because he wants to ah what are the odds that no Bellator or UFC ref that I've seen that I can recall? Oh, man, Tim, I, 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 I just hope the man does not watch this podcast before coming. No, out. I'm not, but I'm not, but we're not saying anything bad. Although, I mean, the only thing that he could get mad at is. He could get mad at that video. Not going to lie. But if you just tell us what it is just i prince get him on the podcast get him on the i will podcast. okay I'm you know leaving, what? i'm leaving that up to you I'm i'll take care of that i'll make sure we'll have him on and uh, let's figure out why he wears the mask and why he says the word shop yeah please do all right next thing we're going to talk about is oh my god you know what i totally forgot to do with josh What's oh that? my god i am so i'm dead 
our good friends at uh, oh, MMA no. Social Squad made this. I'm going to send this to him after. Holy crap! I can't believe I didn't do that. Okay, I'm showing a, a, a picture, a graphic. As as MMA Social Squad does, they give us these amazing graphics. They made one for Josh Hill. I did not put it up. We got very engaged in that interview. I love that interview with Josh. So yeah. shoot. Okay. Well, okay. we're best friends with the guy. Why, why, did yeah. you, why, why did you just call him? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that later. All right. We are going to talk again. MMA Social Squad. Follow at MMA Social Squad. This is their poster for wow. UFC 270. Beautiful, beautiful poster. Uh, go do go follow it. Right. All right. So we have beautiful poster. We have uh, this event, UFC 270. Prince, I've got a lot to talk about. Yep, yep. There's not truly too many fights that are uh, that I'm that I'm too crazy excited about. Not gonna lie, not too many. You? Um. Uh. Okay, I that's a no. Really, yeah, I'm really just excited for the main the event. event. Like I can't Call wait me. for that. I've got so much to well, you know. Yeah, I will say, I will say Charles Air Jourdain is fighting. Uh, I think he's taking this on a short notice. I, I don't think he was the original um, fighter for this fight, but he's coming back. That dude is amazing Canadian. So, yeah. you know, one to watch out for. Definitely get him in there. Uh, okay, let's just do the co-main and main because main, I think we have a lot to talk about. Co-main is Brandon Moreno, champion versus Figueredo. Prince, who do you got on this trilogy fight between uh, Moreno and Figueredo? They are one and one. I, I honest, I have no. They're not. Sorry, draw. It was a draw. draw first and, one. And, and then the one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got Moreno. I've got it on him. He's uh, he's just proving that he's. Uh, an amazing fighter. He's great on the ground. He's got the striking ability. I think he's got yeah. it all figured out. I got my money on him. I say has... second knockout punches. Moreno, second round punches. Yes. He has not lost since 2018 uh, to Alexandra Pantoja, who should have been this fight. Pantoja should have had the, the, the title fight. I don't know why they didn't give it to him. I think maybe he's injured or something, but they should have given it to him. I hate when they do trilogies too quickly. And this one, these two guys have only fought each other for the last three fights. Like it's very weird when you just continually fight the same guy. I feel like you're not even allowing each other to evolve. Yep. And then change. Like it's, it's too quick. I don't like this. Um, I am going to give it to Figueredo though. Okay. I do... Partly, I want Figueredo to win because he's just so cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> just his look. He's got a cool look and all that. I like him. I also would like it to be one, one, and one. Like, at the end of the trilogy, I want it to be one and one and the one draw, which would oh. then force a quadrilogy. These guys won't be fighting anybody in that division anymore. That's like what's weird. If, if Figueredo wins, though, I feel like you got to stop this. You got to have him now fight someone else. Um, yeah. But, but I worry that they won't. won't. You know, but let's see what happens. So I'm going Figueredo. I think Figueredo takes it by decision, and you've got Moreno second round punches TKO. Yep, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. All right, let's get to the main event between two Frenchmen. Uh, you've got Gan versus Ngannou. 
Okay. okay. Prince, there's lots of drama here. Yep. Tons of drama. Tons. Tons of drama in terms of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? So watch the UFC, not embed, uh, UFC embedded, or what the hell is that thing we'll called? Countdown. Huh? Countdown. countdown. Watch, yeah, watch UFC Countdown. It greatly details their whole relationship issues with the coach who has coached both of them. They're falling out. And Ganu essentially kind of leaves France to go train more in the US, comes back at one point, and then leaves again. There's drama between the coach and him. Mm-hmm. And then the coach now picks up Gone, or always had Gone the whole way, but is now fully behind Gone. Yep. Gone, Gone is on a tear, dude. Yep. Um, Prince. He's really good fighters, yeah. And it's champion versus interim champion. Prince, who do you have on this one? Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to go with a lot of the people I've been speaking to. Everyone's got their money on Gone. Yeah? Yeah, Gone via decision. It's just going to go the distance. He's just going to show all his tools, kicking, round attack, elbows, knees, that kickboxing skills. He's going to drop all of that. So I think God's going to get my choice. He's he's very light on his feet. Gone gone moves light. He's quick. He he keeps good distance. He's a great fighter. Yeah. He's like a middleweight, but in a heavyweight body, right? Like he's very free flowing. He switches his stances. Yeah. He throws it all, right? Now, the drama, some of the drama that I was talking about goes towards um, Dana and Francis. Francis having some issues with his contract. Yep. Um, He was verbal about some of his issues with his contract, about his pay specifically, where he's saying, hey, I'm not getting paid 500K a fight. I think that's what he's saying. Like he's unhappy with 500k a fight. Mind you, you could fight three times a year, but he's unhappy with 500k a fight, which is his contract. Um, then Dana White posted this, or this was MMA Fighting post this, but this is Dana White, and he's saying Francis and I bumped into each other the other night. We had a good talk. I think Francis has been misguided by some of the people that aren't very bright. Nice little slap. That doesn't help either when you've uh, got some people behind you that have no fucking clue what they're talking about. Doesn't help your situation. Dana kind of posts this. This was quite some time ago and posts that kind of like their relationship is maybe a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Then I saw on something and I read it that talked about Francis's contract. And so for those of you that have been watching the podcast for a while, we had Daniel Martinez, the fight lawyer on, and he advised fighters to be very careful about one thing, which was contracts that automatically renew. You remember that, right, Prince? Yep. Yep. That was one of the biggest shockers in that. We didn't, I had no clue that was the case. Right. You and, I, yeah, you and I had no idea that a contract could auto renew. And, and Martinez, Daniel said, um, it's when a fighter has a has a clause in the contract that says if you're the champion when your contract expires you auto renew for a year or for whatever for more fights at the same pay and he's like never sign that contract apparently Nganu did sign a contract like that from what i could see it says that Nganu signed a five-year contract in december of 2017 which ends if he loses to gone if he retains his title, the contract automatically extends for three fights slash one year. 
Okay. Prince, here comes conspiracy theorist Tim. Number two. Conspiracy number two. Conspiracy number two. Okay. Conspiracy number two for the podcast for today. Nganu gives this fight away. I'm saying bet the farm on Gone because Nganu doesn't want this contract. If he's been so vocal about being unhappy with his contract, unless Dana now turns around, and of course, I don't know if any of this is true, but let's assume the internet is telling you the truth. Unless he re-signs a contract, I don't see how Nganu goes into this fight 100% focused on winning this fight. He wants to fight Fury in boxing. Fury yep. has said he wants to fight Nganu. That is a huge payday, money payday. Right, more than a Jake Paul thing because that would be more of a legit, legit fight. Right, none of those two guys are taking a dive. You know what I mean? Ngannou is in the prime of his career. Mm-hmm. Ngannou loses this fight, goes and fights Fury in boxing. Win, lose, or draw, he goes back to any MMA organization on the planet and signs for decent money. I don't think he's losing money by by going that route. Tim, I think you've got this down to us. Honestly, this, if guys, so if anyone's listening to this right now, if you see anything fishy yeah. with the win this yeah. weekend, anything weird, any, like, say you see a little, you know, switch in the gloves or a little, you know, wobble no. acting. No, if, let's go back. Let's go back and pay homage to professional wrestling. If this is a Hulk Hogan versus uh, Kevin Nash, where Kevin Nash goes in, do you remember that? Yeah. And Hulk Hogan <laughs> just touched him on the chest, and yeah, then, yeah. And then uh, Kevin Nash fell down and let Hogan pin him, and he Mr. just gave him the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, if anything happens where this fight does not look great, then I'm telling you, I believe that. This is a problem, and if this con- if this contract wording is right, and blah blah blah, right? Otherwise, this whole podcast is a waste, Prince. But like this whole segment, but I believe that if that is true, and that he's got some sort of automatic renewal clause, and that is not changed and not thing, how can this guy go in there one hundred percent? Of course, it's pride. Of course, it's blah blah. I get all that, mm-hmm. but he's been very vocal about the money. Right. So if you, if you, okay, here's the thing. Sorry. So give me one sec. If he wins, he now has a year to make, let's assume it's 500, 500, 500. Right. Let's say he wins all that. That's 3 million. Yeah. But that's fighting three times a year at heavyweight. That's kind of a lot. If that's if he wins this fight, he goes on for the next year to make max 3 million. Let's say if he loses, he goes and fights Fury for like a $10 million payday. One time fight. One time. Oh my God. Shout out to Gary. <laughs> one time. $10 million, one fight. One time. Okay. So Tim, you know what? Let's just, let's spice it up since we're throwing conspiracy theories left, right, and center. How do you think it's going to unfold? Like play by play. What's going to happen in this fight? Play by play, I think it's going, going okay. with going with my conspiracy. Going with my conspiracy, he he fights like the Derek Lewis fight, and it's a very timid, no punch, no punch, no punch. And you know, and I'm not saying that um, Gon is in on it. So then Gon pushes, and Gon who doesn't really 
Nganu gets a hit, goes to the ground, doesn't really show the desire to get up, and the ref stops it. Oh my gosh! And then and then Nganu pulls a Forrest Griffin and just walks out the cage. Listen, if you guys are listening to this right now, uh, you know at Fight Insight we don't just talk about you know regular MMA stuff. We like to schedule up. Like this is it. This is we we call out all these, you know throw fights and these conspiracy theories and oh my gosh Tim if you get this right chop that yeah chop. Prince that's what I'm saying man that's what I'm saying uh here's the thing Prince this pay-per-view again not the most interesting I am surprised I was looking at someone's Instagram and they were posting uh something here uh, this was fourth and long radio. This is an account that we support. Uh, will you buy UFC 270? 67% of their respondents said no, they will not be buying this pay-per-view. Now, oh, really? this was potentially due to the raise in price of $5. But mm -hmm. dude, if you're paying $70 already for a pay-per-view, $5 isn't making or breaking the bank. And this is a huge pay-per-view. Like, Gone versus Nganu is a huge thing. You get Figueredo versus Moreno. 67% of people not buying the podcast. Dude, that's not very good. We talk about pay all the time. Let me just show you something else that someone put on their Instagram at one point. My stream was down and I missed the main event. Colby Chaos Covington will be back. Okay, so this was back then. <laughs> the guy literally, that's like an MMA like page, literally just saying like, yeah, I'm streaming the fight. Shoot, I missed it because my stream went down. Dude, I, I don't know. <laughs> People aren't buying. People aren't buying these pay per views, man. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyways. Oh my gosh! Like even with the price going up, like that's gonna even drive more people just to live yeah, stream. Yeah, to, to to potentially live stream, right? We are not support. We are not um, telling you to do that, but I'm just telling you that's what people are saying. Prince, friends of the podcast update. I do want to say, I I spoke to Fair Play from our last um, podcast. He said, I said, how do people see your fight? Because I realized I didn't really ask that on the mm -hmm. podcast like how do people tune in or whatever because it's fight night challenge i don't know where that is he said he thinks someone's gonna live stream it from his phone oh so follow fair play on instagram because then you know on his fight january 29th i want to say uh double check that date um it, he may just have it live on his instagram so do that make sure that you're following him if you want to catch his fight yeah saturday uh january 29th that's next saturday right? Nice. Uh, another friend of the podcast update, Prince Ramona Pasquale wow. murdered her oh opponent. Gosh. So for anybody that uh, remembers Ramona, dude, murdered her opponent oh with a gosh. disgusting knee to the body. Uh, the girl turned away. I mean, first round one minute, that's all this fight took. She travels all that way for one minute. It's, you know, geez Louise. Knees her to the body. The girl kind of bends down and crumples. And then Ramona just just goes to town, uh, clinch, knee, yep. knee, knee, until the girl drops. The ref calls it mercifully ending the fight. Ramona, rah, like, yeah. if you guys haven't checked out the highlights that we've got on the page, it's like, it's not, I, I, I didn't even know what else, like, what else to put in that reel. It was just so quick. Like, there's like, yeah, bop, bop, done. she's gonna, um, she is tearing it up, man. I'm so glad yeah. for her because I know she's really wanted to fight. She's been, I think, and then very motivational speech afterwards. So congratulations to Ramona. We're so happy for you. And uh, fair play. We're excited to watch your fight, man. And remember, we also have uh, Gita Marie 
her fight is coming up as well soon too and we will be following along with that and getting some information out i think that's in a couple weeks so we've got more time for that one to promote that one for her uh prince aside from that my friend i think we're all done i think we've talked about everything yep. that we wanted to right i think so yep conspiracy theories weird refs josh hill you've got everything covered Guys, uh, we've talked about this as well. Thank you to Noon, who uh, was sponsoring the show and helping us out. I found out that on their website, you can go to Noon and uh, get, I think it's 25% off. So go to Noon and, and do that. Check them out on uh, Instagram, and there's some deals there. Prince, next week, excited to talk to Tyler Schaefer. And uh, yeah, anything else, buddy? Guys, so again, follow, subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. Listen to us on Spotify, all right? Just a friendly reminder. Fight in tech right. 15, squares. Cool. Prince, I'm going to let you go with a joke, my friend. Four people walk into a bar. Their names are Mr. Lamb, Mr. Karate, Mr. Pork, and Mr. Slap. The bartender turns and says, I know all your last names. What is it? Mr. Lamb karate pork slap. Lamb chop, karate chop, pork chop, and slap chop. Prince, that's it for today, buddy. Have a good one. I will see you guys later next week. Have a good one. Shut it down, shut it down.